Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Welcome back to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast. And this week, we're breaking down what a huge week it was with inflation being the focus in the United States around the dollar. Rory, how you doing? Ken, how are you? I'm good. Bro, I'm good. But so basically, last last Sunday, yeah. I was playing football. Okay. Um, I was bossing it up. Honestly, yeah. I do boss it up on a Sunday. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, because I'm quick. I'm quick and strong. Yeah. I'm on the wing. I'm terrorizing people. And... <laughs> I had this this fat bugger on on the on on the right side. Oh, I shouldn't say fat. He's overweight. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and he just couldn't deal with me the whole game. In the second half, in the second part of the second half, yeah. he then started where he just lost, was just completely lost hope of ever challenging me properly. Yeah, he took me at the back of my legs, and I landed on my wrist like it was horrible. It's so awkward. Yeah, and I just thought, oh, it's just just a little bit sore. And then at the end of the game, I had to go to A and E because. Yeah. I was like, damn, have I dislocated my wrist or something? And anyway, I went for a scan and all that. And I'd actually, it's just a sprain. But okay. she said to me, like, when she just says it's a sprain, I was thinking, no, this can't be a sprain. They did an x-ray or anything. But yeah. sprains are apparently more painful than like breaking the yeah, bone. I've heard things like that yeah. before, yeah. And it's deadly. Yeah. Like, I couldn't grip. Now I'm getting my strength back in, in my wrist. Just can't move yeah. it certain ways. Yeah. It's probably take you a few days then. Yeah, it took me so a few days, but... Mate, that's the thing. When you when you, when you're a beast, people have to do dirty things to to, to stop you. <laughs> the dude, the, you're probably like, gonna you're gonna be a bit slow clicking on the markets this week, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually right. This like in the markets, actually, yeah. you're a beast in the markets. These institutions and manipulators will soon try and f- figure a way to stop hunt you you out and humble you again. <laughs> I, I don't even think it's the bloody market makers doing it. I think it's more the UK government. <laughs> oh God, yeah, these. What markets. about that on wait, yesterday? Mate, it's a sh- Thursday. It's, it, oh, look, I'm gonna swear it's an absolute shit storm. It is. <laughs> I mean, how many? I've actually started to lose count. How many times have the reversed the reversal? I don't know what stage we're at now. You know, they came out with the initial plan, then we went into the reversal, then we reversed the reversal, and have we reversed the reversal of the reversal? <laughs> or, or where are we? I, I've lost count. I don't know which what actually track we're on now. You know, I don't know if we're going backwards or forwards. It's still, I don't know what's going going on. She said she's moving forward, and then uh, you know, then. The the, fight, the chancellor said he's flying back early from his trip from Washington because she's apparently doing a U-turn. Yeah. No one knows what's going on. I know, and then the jet will probably do a U-turn halfway over the Atlantic. Who? The jet. The jet. <laughs> probably do a U-turn too. <laughs> <It's like Sundays. laughs> I mean, all credibility's lost in the UK, I think. And that's why I'm still holding my shorts and cable. Yeah, because if let's bring let's bring up GBP, yep. right? Um oh so if we look at the pound here. Okay, so for this week, I'm just going to put it on a weekly chart because we're, we're heading into the closure of the week. Yeah. We're actually finishing potentially in the green here. Well, we'll see. We could still close negative. Yeah. Obviously, big bearish candlestick there last week, what I like to call is a bit of a shooting star formation. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think? Why, why a market? The thing that annoys me in markets is like, look, mate, it's still, it's a complete mess. Yeah. Still, the UK. These guys, and I said it, they had the audacity to be buying the pound. I know. Why? But they were buying it at, at 10 a.m. 10.30, they were buying the pound. And then 12 p.m., they came out and made the, the announcement. Insider stuff, right? So that's all it has to do. Because, you know, I'm still obviously involved in my cable shorts. And I actually logged on around just 11 o'clock just to see where things were. And I seen that the, the position was actually negative. You know, the way the options work and the premium. I was like, I seen mm. that it was negative. I was like, why the hell is this negative? What's going on here? And it was 11 o'clock and I went through Twitter, went through Bloomberg and I just I can't find anything here. I was like, this is a bit strange. 12 o'clock comes out, they announced a U-turn and I was like, that's, I was like, that's sick. Yeah. You know, and then 
I started to think to myself, should I get out of the cable short? I was like, no. A lot of people are going to start to lose credibility here and lose trust. Mm-hmm. Trust is going to go on trust. I mean, let's just hold on to the cable short. I still think 105 for the year end. I agree with you. you Obviously, lo- yeah, I agree with you, mate. That last, remember that last Friday or whenever it was, or Thursday, yeah. you know, remember I said I executed my shorts here. It yeah. Was, it was when we had a breakout of this, this flag up here and then this little wedge structure and I was already short. But I, I'd come out. I'd take him 150 pips just because I just wanted to be in and out. But I still agree with you. I'm seeing this come lower. We're at, I've just got, we're at a bit of at the 50% Fibonacci here. I've got the, the swing high up here uh, from August and down to the swing low. We've caught a bit of rejection there, that 50% Fib. You yeah. know, play some significance. And then uh, I, I see this heading back down. I want us to see, I want, if, if we pull up the monthly, personally. Uh, I mean, there is an argument that you know, on Wednesday morning, that it was oversold. Mm. You know, coming into Wednesday evening, was cable oversold? Was there too much selling? I mean, everything needs a bit of a pullback. And if you look at this on the monthly, it makes sense. Look at the way the wick goes up to the top, mm. and now it's going to drop back down. True, exactly. Potentially end the month in the red. Exactly. You know, so whenever, whenever you start to look at this in a, a two-hour, four-hour daily, you might think this is a reversal. Go on to the monthly. It looks more like just a normal pullback well that's the thing people you don't underestimate looking at the higher time frames because it's easy to get caught in the noise yeah. and the mess in the in the lower time frame stuff but ultimately if you go and put on your, your, your bigger time frames like the monthly here and we can see look and that's what i was going to say for me we still got to feel this to the downside this wick yeah we've left that for a reason and we've got room to go and feel that go down and challenge those lows at that 103 region yeah why not yeah there's no reason why not every reason to yeah and but, I, I think it'll happen before year end do you reckon? Yeah, I yeah. Think so. Well, you know, at the start, do you remember at the start of the month, or, or we were talking about a potential correction, right? For yeah. Like a little pullback, and you, was, you were saying, um, you know, you want to see that little bit of correction. I said, I, I just stuck with my view. Obviously, we're, we're still aligned. Yeah. Um, um, but I said, I still see blood for October. Yeah. You know, regardless of this pullback, I still see blood, and you know, and I said, trick or treat, because Halloween yeah. is <laughs> coming in. So, I, 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 see, I still see it. I still see it. We'll yeah. Get, I mean, We'll get onto stocks in a moment because yeah. we've got a few bits to say about stocks, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the dollar, mate. Let's yeah. talk about the dollar. What on earth happened this week? Like, well, it was more so yesterday. It, it, it what happened? What, yeah. <laughs> it was what happened yesterday. So obviously when CPI came out, if maybe go into the one hour or yeah. like 30 minutes. Yeah, let's see. Sometimes that, we can break it down minute by minute. I'm going to go yeah, 15. 15. Right, so you go to 1.30 yesterday. Here we go. That Look, was that's it. that big spike there. So one thirty yesterday, obviously when where was that? One fifteen. Yeah. So you can see just a CPI came out. There wasn't really much wasn't really much happening, it was just a bit of volatility. Then obviously it started to sell off. Mm-hmm. Once we started to sell off, then people the uh, obviously indices were down. I think the Nasdaq was down I think it was down nearly three and a half percent at one stage, nearly four percent. Mm-hmm. And then I got a notification through on my phone that equities were now up nearly two percent. Mm-hmm. And I was like that's insane. So what it, I think it was more to do was just starting to see the initial sell-off mm-hmm. and then the sell-off was there and I think people realised that maybe the CPI wasn't as bad as what they were expecting. Mm. People were just buying back into it again and then... What wasn't as bad in terms of how high it was? Yeah. Maybe. I, I think that's what it was. Okay. You know, but I think it's just one of those usual things, you know, buy the news, sell the rumour. Yeah. Type of thing. True. Think, that's true. Feel your nap. Yeah. Feel your nap. I think give it a few more days... And that, you know, the dollar will obviously just start to strengthen again. Yeah. Well, I mean, look look today as yeah. we speak, we're already up half a percent. Yeah. Continue to push to the upside. Dips are already being bought. Yeah. Because 
Who would? Why would you bet against the dollar right now? Yeah. Why would you? It's stupid. And I know that you know from one of my mentors, he always said that one of the best times to exit a winning trade is in times of volatility. So say you wanted to be long the dollar and you were starting to take profit, one of the best times to get out is when it's starting to then rally down mm. because there's going to be a lot of volatility, there's going to be a lot of price takers there and it's going to be very liquid to get out of that trade. Mm -hmm. Now that's obviously not just so true for FX trader because it's very liquid and it's easy to get out but sometimes when you're trading equities, some stocks, especially options, aren't really liquid mm -hmm. so it's very difficult to get in and out. So situations like that yesterday would have been a great chance to get out of a winning position. Mm. So some, that's probably what maybe was happening. A lot of profit taking was being held there. People say it's a good time to get out. Let's just go. I believe so. You, you know, know, when when you got to think as well. When we've been we've been so dominant in a in the direction to the upside. There's you've got to always make some some measurement and some consideration for those pullbacks. Yeah, you know they're going to happen. People want to take that profit off the table. And so. some people just want an excuse. Maybe that was the excuse yesterday. Yeah, y you know, so. Maybe so. So obviously that takes us into FOMC action. Markets are obviously pricing. And what are we expecting? 75 base point hike? Seven, it, you, it was 75, 50, 25. So November, December, February. Yeah. Now it's 75, 75, 50. Wow. Yep. Okay. Pretty aggressive. Yeah. So <laughs> it's went 75 from 75, 50, 25. Yeah. To 75, 75, 50. So who says that next month it won't be 75, 75, 75? Well, obviously we'll see the 75. It's so who's not to say it's going to be two seventy fives? It's possible, man. So these, these these interest rates could be going up above six percent. I I see the minimum being five to five and a quarter. Mm -hmm. that, that's my minimum. That's mm -hmm. the base case mm -hmm. for me personally. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't see why not six. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to take it's going to take a lot, you know, to bring inflation down. I mean, there's no sign of it at the moment. And even when inflation does come down to two percent, it still has to average at two percent. Exactly. So how do you average something at two percent? You have to bring it lower. That's it. You know, yeah, man. So. And for me, just with that being said, as well, obviously the inflation trades helping the dollar at the moment with the interest rate rhetoric. But look, data's been solid for the US oh, it, it, relative to other uh, its peers. You yeah. know, we, it's been you know we've had the jo decent jobs numbers last week, didn't we? The unemployment rate dropping down to three point five percent, which is bullish. Uh, and then you got to look at the likes of the UK, and you see that report on when was it Wednesday or Thursday? We had the GDP report. This is what I mean by the audacity yeah. to be buying a pound. It's a contraction. We're yeah. on the brink of a technical recession, yeah. and you're buying a pound. It's you mad buggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know there, what I mean? But there's there's just too many like conflicts really within the market at the moment. I mean, you've got unemployment rates at forty year lows, and then all of a sudden you have interest rates at you know sort of ten year highs. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. No. Something has to give way, and the first thing it's going to give way is probably the you know, the unemployment rate. Mm. We need to see that starting to tick up. As bad as it yeah. sounds, we need to start seeing people losing jobs. Do you want to sort of elaborate on that? Why? Well, I mean, you know, if you have a very strong labour market and obviously you have inflationary conditions, what it's going to do is just continue to add to that inflation. Mm. And with, if you start to see the inflation ticking higher, interest rates are going to start to tick higher. So what you need to do in order to stop interest rates ticking any higher, you need to then cut the jobs out. So you need to make more people unemployed so there's less spending. Mm -hmm. So then that the uh, inflation level comes down more naturally mm -hmm. and then you can stop the interest rates going up so much. Yeah. All we're on the path for right now is going back to sort of the 80s and 90s when you know, when a mortgage was 15%. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what's a mortgage now in the UK? 5%, mm -hmm. 3 5%? Yeah, thereabouts. Something yeah. like that. You know, I remember my, you know, my parents' day it was 15% was your mortgage and that was normal so are we going to go back to those levels or are we mm. going to then let the unemployment rate True. just possible. Take, take higher possible. and it's I good, think that's where point. they need to go and Jerome Powell has said it a few times at the FOMC meeting 
that you know he knows that unemployment's going to go higher. Mm. So they're ready to dispatch that whenever. Yeah, nice. No, that's a fair so, point, mate. Yeah. So look for me. Sorry, just jumping back to the dollar, but there's there's no signs of a slowdown anytime soon. We spoke about this last week. I said that that's going to enter that one sixteen territory. We're gradually trying to fill that wick of September to the upside. Yep. Your, your, your Aussie dollars, your NZD, GBP, those should really, really be dragged down heavily by the dollar. Dollar yen. Yeah, 147. Mate, yeah. dollar yen. I had, we had a really good trade uh, that I put out to the community. Obviously, well and truly exceeded my expectations, but just running that to the upside into 146. Yeah. And obviously, it's continued to fly anyway. Um, and uh, that's, go, that's going to 150. Yeah. Got, we've got 149 here, the next major zone, but then that's going to 150. Yeah, I think it go to 149, slow down, spike up to 150. Mate, you see, Something. you see that obviously. Look, this was that wick here is when uh, they they intervened, right? Officials intervened first time since nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, <sighs> didn't do much, did it? They didn't. spent they spent billions. Yeah, they spent billions, and they're going to go back in and intervene again. But what's they're it going to do? You can't stop yeah, it. They're going to have to do something. Then it's going to have to now start to come from the BOJ. You know, it's going to yeah. really have to start to come from a monetary policy. Yeah, you know, it's going to have to go in and start to look at you know raising rates. That's the only way they're going to be able to do it. You know, Kuroda, he came under fire, right? And he caused the, he caused a bit further yen weakness. Uh, this was like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. Yeah. He basically said, bear in mind, his term ends in March next year, yeah. April, March. And he said for the next two, three years, um, Japanese, um, you know, monetary policy is going to remain accommodative for, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And that was obviously massively dovish. And then someone, another official quickly came out and, and basically made him retreat, retract that and just went through cold water on it saying, you know, he's not even going to be here. You yeah. Know, he, he has no right to say that. Yeah. Like, and, and then they're, they're trying to def- stop this yen from weakening so much. And then he goes and says that. I know. It's mad. See, the problem is, is that a lot of countries like Japan are probably obviously still seeing the effects from COVID. So what they're trying to do is maybe try to push the yen a bit weaker to start to see, you know, heavier levels of exports. That's probably maybe another sort of reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Although I can't imagine it being the full reason. It's probably one of the main reasons. Yeah. Or, there's a lot of pushing and shoving, I think, going on. And I think a lot of countries need to just realise that we have to go into a recession to get out of it. Mm. I think too many people are trying to avoid the pit hole. True. Yeah, there's this huge pit hole in the middle with a very slim road around the edge, which is just crumbling every day. I mean, the US are already at the other mm. side. They can do whatever they want, but... Other countries like Japan and the UK, they need to just let it go into a recession. Yeah, let it slip. It. Let people, you know, as bad as it sounds, let people lose their jobs. Let it suffer for two or three years and then come out stronger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. All right, let's just um, double check the calendars. What a... Make sure we haven't missed anything major of this week. I mean, I mean, the focus was obviously being on inflation, UK GDP. We've mentioned, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it, really. Let, let's take a look, see what we got going on for next week. Um, Empire State Manufacturing Index from the US. Okay, let's keep an eye on the data yeah. front there. And the thing is, look, why wouldn't you want to invest? Why wouldn't this is what I mean? The dollar, the dollar will maintain its dominance because why would you want to put your money anywhere else? You have got yeah. the world's, uh, you know, the largest economy in the world. Yeah. One. You've got data remaining generally solid in the yeah. world's largest economy in the world. You've got the reserve currency of the world, the yep. dollar. And now you've got interest rates going up yeah. in the world's largest... Uh, <laughs> what am I saying? In the, in the world's, world's largest economy. In the largest economy in the world. So why wouldn't... The, there's nothing to stop the dollar right now. Yeah. Zero. 
Exactly. What stops the dollar? Do you know anything right now? <sighs> Jerome Powell coming out and mentioning something about a pivot. <laughs> that, that's literally all. Mm. It could stop it. I mean, the only place I would be willing to invest my money, you know, I run long short equity. Mm. The only place I want to move money into is the US, whether it's to buy US companies or sell them. I want everything in dollars at the moment. Mm. And that's the only place I can be. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. A lot of investors around the world are like that. Yeah. The UK is getting on like a third world country, like I've mentioned. Money's looking to move out of it. So I don't know what's going to stop it. I don't mm. think anything. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You, you know, mate. cable down to parity. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. You said well, that that clip went a little semi-viral. Actually, fifty cents. Call it fifty yeah, cents. Yeah, fifty cents. <laughs> well, maybe I had to get fifty cent on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. So what else? Uh, New Zealand CPI. Um, okay, Chinese GDP be an interesting one. Yeah, they I've seen their sort of tight again. COVID, they're closing up. Are they? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's restrictions, new yeah. restrictions because cases are picking up in Shanghai, etc. Never going to end. Yeah, I mean, when are they going to ever get on with I, life? I mean, China are never going to get on. I mean, China. I don't like to say it, but China's just the next North Korea. I was thinking that this morning. Yeah. It seems like that. I mean, when are they ever going to let their people leave? They're not. People aren't allowed to leave. It's not even that people aren't allowed to leave. Like, I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't know exactly everything. But I know that if you have a lot of money there, if you leave, you have to give like ninety percent, or is it ninety percent, ninety nine percent of it to the government? It's correct to leave. It's correct. You know, so that's why a lot of billionaires, you know. Don't really leave it, so it's mad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's mad. I don't think it'll ever change. Yeah, it's it's hard to move money out of China. Yeah, it's very hard. I think a lot of people move it. Is there somewhere in China? I'll not stay too long on this, but is there somewhere in China that's like it's not tax free, but it's like um, it's like a big gambling city. A lot. Oh of people, yeah, Macau. Macau. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people move money through it or something. Yeah, Hong. I, well, Hong Kong, but yeah, China. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, agreed. That you know, I don't think China's ever going to do anything. No, you know, it's a shame because, well. They're great for obviously. Uh, you see Chinese people everywhere in terms. Yeah. of they love to travel. They love to spend. They you do. Know, they're luxury spenders. Yeah, you know the economy's missing out on that. On yeah, the Chinese, you know? they are definitely hundred percent. I'd you love know. to go to China someday, but I, I love the Chinese people. They're funny. Yeah, like, they they're are. cool. Uh, but you, you literally do. You see them everywhere. You know they they everywhere. love to travel. Like, they love it. Even back home, you know, in Ireland, if you go to the remote of they're like some of the remote villages, there's always still a Chinese person there with yeah. the camera taking a photo of. A sign that they probably don't know what it says. Yeah. It maybe just says keep out, you know, and they're laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's funny they're oh, everywhere. They're, you know, and they are funny people. Good. Yeah, they're good. So they're, culture. Interesting. Yeah. Um so okay, Chinese GDP people keeping out on that fact obviously always know I don't know if it's having well, it still should have an impact, but worth keeping on Aussie dollar and NZD because China's their biggest two way trading partner for Australia, yeah. New Zealand. So if that data is poor, it's gonna have an effect on markets risk sentiment anyway, if yeah. it comes out lower. Yeah. Even though it's manipulated, but... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, UK CPI inflation. See, that'd be interesting. I hope it's creeping lower. I've noticed fuel prices at a lot of places have gone down just a little bit by a couple of... Not much at all, really. I would but say the big thing, they've remained stable. Mm. That's something I've noticed. True. You know, I've True. noticed that petrol's about 160-ish yeah. across the board. Diesel's 180. Yeah. And it's kind of just remained that way across the board mm-hmm. for like the last two or three months, so... Should be stable enough. Hope so. You know? Hope so. So what is the expected on that? We don't have any expectations there. It's a bit early at the moment. Yeah. It's a bit early. UK so. CPI probably, what, 9.7-ish, probably about that. Still what was the previous? High. was the previous 10.1? Previous 9.9%. 10.1, then it went 9.9. Yeah, so correct. 9.7-ish is probably what we're... Well, let's see. Expecting. Hopefully it's cooling down. Yeah. Uh, Canadian CPI as well. I guess we'll keep an eye on... Uh, Australian 
uh, labour market data as well. Don't don't have expectations here, but obviously that's a big barometer yeah. for the uh, RBA with their rate decisions. And then the Philly Fed Manufacturing Index. Mm. It's a big one I watch. So there's actually a really good indicator on it, which is a six-month new order indicator. Okay. Yeah, I'll share it with the community. I'll maybe share it with the premium guys. Yeah. Really, really good indicator to look out for. Okay. So Why is that? Just it's it is it's a bit of a, like a leading indicator, as the name suggests. It's a six-month new order. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of... I can't. Oh, I can't remember the exact, like to, the exact content in it, but I think it um, tracks the new orders allocated within six months. Mm-hmm. So any company that has maybe orders going out within the next six months sort of allocates okay. against that. So it is a bit of a leading indicator. And I think about four or five months ago, it fell down to about minus twelve, minus eighteen. Right. It fell right down, and then obviously a few months later, the whole market did come down. So it is quite a good leading indicator. Okay. Nice. But I'll share right. with the premium. Yeah, guys. definitely put that in the uh, in the two black trading community. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's always a ton of value going out there. Talk to me about stocks. What's the crack? We're pulling <laughs> back still, aren't we? We're holding <laughs> ground. Surprisingly, I mean, what's the crack with stocks? <laughs> you sell in the morning and buy in the afternoon. Yeah. Quite, quite literally, if you're in the US, you know. We said. Yeah, I said keep we'll keep an eye on this sort of thirty thousand region, yeah, um, for potential rejections. But yeah, it's holding up a little bit. We're filling that this wick we left of last week. Filling that, yeah. Why, why are we holding ground? I mean, if you go into the S and P there, the S and P five hundred. All right, one moment. Let's bring it up. That's sort of the the chart that I've been looking. That's sort of the chart I've been showing a lot of the guys on okay. the app. So there should be a level there around, is it, where are we at? Three, should be level around 3,500. Right. That sort of level, if you see 3,500. And that was sort of where I marked out. Oh, I see, yeah. That was where okay. I sort of marked out the year-end low. Right. And I said, you know, once we sort of hit that low, that that's maybe going to be it. Mm-hmm. So we've now hit that low yesterday. We mm-hmm. fell into it. We've obviously seen a lot of buying from there. I think now we might just see a bit of a pullback and possibly move sideways now for the next couple of weeks until the FOMC comes out on the 2nd of November. Mm. And then we'll probably maybe look to move back into that zone. But I did say to a lot of the guys over the last few weeks that whenever we do move into that level of sort of 3,500, mm. what we'll do is just reassess the situation when we get there. Makes so, sense. So it's not about saying once we get here, the next move will be that because that's a huge, huge level there at 3,500. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you can see it's largely defended. Look at that. Yeah. Big momentum coming into play there, buying buying the yeah. dips there. And a lot of the big institutions also called, you know, including Goldman Sachs, they also called 3,500 for end-of-year targets. Really? So that was obviously that sort of psychological level. What, what level? They called 3,500? Yeah, for end-of-year. Okay. So once it hit that, you know, you probably got a lot of people buying up, obviously, with the dollar yesterday as well. Yeah, true. So... We can't deny. Look at the structure. Look at every rally it's been sold. Look, yeah. You know when we've had this big pullback, sell, sell, sell. So it's waiting for this next one. Yeah. I mean, look at that rally there during the summer. That was, that was that? huge, massive. What yeah. was that again? That literally just a short squeeze. Yeah. You had you had the you know CNBC technical analysis coming on the yeah. Jim, Jim Crammers saying buy the dip, buy the market. I used to like that guy. I think he's a toss pot now. Yeah. <laughs> I I genuinely want to create a negative Jim Cramer ETF. Yeah. I think I think I did see somebody with one. Yeah. So, well, yeah. what was it? Oh, that, that I saw, read something like this. In, in yeah. A, if he says if he says buy, they sell it. Yeah. If he says yeah. sell, they buy. Yeah, that's it's it. Yeah. Just a negative Jim Cramer. Yeah. <laughs> ETF. <laughs> I'd say it's outperformed everything this yeah. year. Brilliant. Seriously. And then obviously Kathy Woods Arc is down sixty something percent as well this year. She's really struggling. Bless her. So, yeah, bless her. <laughs> <laughs> Three, 300,000 a day or something she earns. <laughs> bless her. 
All right, mate. What else? I think that's pretty much it, really. I for think the that's pretty much it. Just um, make sure you have your seatbelt on and hang tight. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, one bit of advice is take a look at the li- higher time frames. See where we really Agreed. are. Take a look at the higher time frames. Look left of the chart. Remember, history repeats itself. Yep. You know, so um, use that as your cheat sheet. Yeah, exactly. You know, so look at the rally we've seen there in the middle of the summer. If we see another one, don't be afraid to sell the rally. Excellent. Well, I think that wraps us yeah, up for this I think week. That's us again. Yeah. All right. Nice one, mate. Nice. All See you best. next week. Thanks very much. See you, buddy.